0: Today, uh, really, I'm continuing with some prophetic words. Today's a little different. Um, I feel like the Lord put a word on my heart for us today. When I say a word, a prophetic word, it's like a prophetic encouragement for those. Those who, do you have the notes? Is there, if you don't have the notes, it will really help you. Can you raise raise your hand? Yes. All right. Amen. That, that will help you. Uh, a word... A word from the Lord, as Pastor Nate's already explained very well, so much of what it's about, it's it's a prophetic encouragement for us. God is the God of all encouragement. And so he's wanting to encourage us. But a word is really a tiny portion of the heartbeat of God for us. Just a portion of of how he feels or what's on his heart for us. Um, A couple of weeks ago, the sentence come up here, kept coming into my mind in the middle of the night for roughly seven nights in a row. Maybe not every night, but most nights. And that sentence came in my mind, and Jesus said in John ten twenty seven, my sheep, he's the good shepherd, we're his sheep, my sheep hear my voice. And the voice, uh, and he said, and I know them. And so the shepherd wants to speak. Now, it wasn't an audible voice. I didn't wake up at three in the morning and Jesus met me at the kitchen sink. Glenn, come up here. Now, I've heard, I know that's true. People have heard the audible voice of God. Mike Bickle has, I know, and some others at the International House of Prayer, but I've never heard the actual audible voice. I would describe it as the internal voice audible voice of God. The internal, so, so to help you understand a little bit, what the closest way I can explain that is, is if right now you started to count to 10 silently in your mind. You know, one, two. Okay, if anyone was following along with me, instead of me just doing that to myself in the air... Did you, did you hear, like, at least it, it was an internal, audible voice? Okay, that's the best way to explain it. Now, this wasn't God counting to ten. It was you counting to ten. But God puts his thoughts into our mind. The enemy tries to put his thoughts in our mind, too. That's why we need the Word of God, and we need each other to help each other. But it was the internal, audible voice of God. Now, I, I kind of filed it away each morning. Oh, come up here. It made me feel good as I thought about it. But uh, but then early Friday, in the middle of the night, early Friday morning, two Fridays ago, January 29th, I heard that that sentence come in my mind three different times in the middle of the night, 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 in the morning, and then 5.20. And it kind of got more emphatic, like the Lord was going, Glenn, I want to talk to you. And I thought, wow. He wants me to come up here, whatever that fully means. I thought I'm gonna start, I'm gonna proactively, intentionally go through my day on Friday with, from living from from with, with an elevated perspective of taking my thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10 talks about that. I purposed in my heart to live with my mind that day more focused on things above. And it was an amazing day. I thought, this really works. I had less stress. I had more peace. I was more productive. I was more clear in my thinking and better in my responses to things. I, I even sensed a greater hunger for the Lord through the day. And, um, and so I thought, this really works. I, in the midst of a challenging day... I could live from up here through my day. Now, this wasn't a call to escape the daily challenges come up here or shirk responsibilities. It was a call to move my base of operations to the elevated perspective of having my mind set on things above, where there is life and peace, away from being fixated on the news cycle or on the impeachment trial or on my to-do list, like I'm talking about being fixated, like I go through my day consumed with something other than being at an elevated perspective. I I, I I move my base of operations away from my worry list. You may not have realized it, but we all... Most of us have a worry list next to our to do list where we worry, or away from my they didn't do it right list, or my I didn't do it right list, accusation list of others, or self accusation. Am I preaching or not? Am I, all right? You get the picture. Now, what I'm saying is not, we don't, we're not to ignore what's going on. In fact, we need to be like the sons of Issachar, know what's going on so we know what to do. It's not a matter of ignoring reality. It's a matter of interceding from the elevated base of operations of walking in the Spirit and having power and authority to fight our battles in worship and prayer and in faith and in the Word. So, Romans 8, 5, and 6, this is from... Uh, the Passion Translation, I think. Yeah, the Passion. It says, The carnal attitude sees no further than natural things, but the spiritual attitude reaches out after the things of the Spirit. The former attitude, bluntly, means death. The latter means life and inward peace. The Lord is beckoning me. I believe He's calling us as a local congregation, to come up here to shift our base of operations so that we can walk in greater power, greater insight, and greater courage so we can be prepared for what lies ahead. And it was an invitation. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a, a, you know, a, a condemnation thing. Now, this was interesting. I was having a really good day on Friday going, this works. And I don't usually turn on Bethel TV in the prayer room, because my my main groove is IHOP International House of Prayer prayer room. Okay, but I thought I'm going to put on Bethel the, the the Bethel TV worship from the Sunday before uh, in in Redding, California. And so I'm enjoying my day. Come up here and. And about 28 minutes into the Sunday morning worship set, Jen Johnson, how many of you know Brian and Jen Johnson? Worship leaders from Bethel. She starts going into a prophetic, a spontaneous song. And she sings this, You're calling us higher to come up here, to come up here. And I'm like, all right, she has my attention now. (laughs) Where the atmosphere is clear. He's calling you to come up here like a child, free, 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 free. And then she starts jumping and whirling. And then her husband, Brian Johnson, starts to sing, you're the one king, the one name that can break through it all. Then that was that, that Friday, the 29th. Then five, four days ago on Wednesday, I thought, well, you know, Bethel was good. I think I'll go, I think I'll go Bethel. <laughs> On Wednesday afternoon, I'm like, well, let's play, the, let's play this last Sunday, a week ago Sunday service. Jen Johnson gets up again, spontaneous song. This time, she sings, come up here, come up here, taking every thought captive. Come up here. The air is clear. And I was like, what? Can you whistle for me? Okay. <laughs> I was like, I think that's not just a word for me. I think it's a word for us. Because it's not all about me and, oh, hey, I got a word. I think I'll preach it. It's, it was clearly a, a more of a confirmation. Now, just to make it clear, come up here does not mean God saying, be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. come up here does not mean you're supposed, you are to be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. In fact, I believe if you're truly heavenly minded, you will be way more earthly good. You will have much greater grip on reality because you'll be able to respond to things with faith, with hope, with joy, with clarity. And so it's not an escape from reality, it's an entrance into reality. Paragraph B, I feel like it's a word for us in this season. This phrase came in my heart this week. This new year is a year where great pressures are going to escalate. But it is also at the same time as the great pressures continue to escalate, Great outpouring of the Holy Spirit is escalating also at the same time. Where sin abounds, where pressure abounds, the grace of God, the power of God, the outpouring of God abounds that much more. So it's a sliding scale. We see the darkness increasing. We don't go, oh, no, the darkness is increasing. We go, oh, yeah, the outpouring of God is increasing that much more. It all depends how you look at it. And we are a Joshua and Caleb church that sees the grapes way bigger than the giants. And we stand as we pray today for our nation. We pray for our families. We declare we are going to live life coming up here from the elevated perspective. Jeremiah 12, 5. It's as though Jesus is is a coach as as I read this. This is the, the word of God. But this stirs me. It is a challenging verse. I want to read it from the message translation. It's like I picture Jesus in the locker room looking at us saying, So Jeremiah, so river in the hills, if you are worn out in this foot race with men, what makes you think you can race against horses? And if you can't keep your wits during times of calm, what's going to happen when troubles break loose like the Jordan in flood. He's saying, we got to grow up. We, God help me to grow up, help me to toughen up. Uh, John Wimber, the founder of the Vineyard Churches, had this phrase. He said, we need, Lord, help us to grow up before we go up. I want to grow up before I go up. And I want to be prepared in this hour. This is a wake-up call for the church to be prepared for even more pressure. hate to break it to you, but the pressure's coming. But with the pressure, God's giving us grace to get prepared, to be prepared. So one way we get prepared is accept this invitation to come up here. In the time that I've got left, I want to share a few things about this phrase, come up here so that we can respond effectively to it. So much of our life, so much of success in our life is not the situation presented to us, but it's our response to the situation. It's not the word given, although we love the words given, it's how we respond to the words given. And so I want to say a few things here that we wouldn't just hear this and file it, but that we would live this every day. It is possible to come up here and live up here daily by God's grace. Whenever the Holy Spirit gives, and we're on Roman numeral two here, whenever the Holy Spirit gives a prophetic word, keep in mind there are three stages of prophecy. There's the revelation, there's the interpretation, and there's the application. What was the actual sentence, or sometimes it's a picture. The popping of the knees was the revelation. Uh, the, The interpretation, yeah, revelation is what was said. Interpretation, what does it mean? The application is, okay, we know what it says. We know what it means. What do we do about it? It's the application. So as I'm sensing and prayed over this, I feel like, Three ways of of come up here, three um, interpretations, three things that are related to uh, I believe this means. First one, well, I'll just say them all three at once so we get it. Come up in your thinking, come up in your living, and come up in your loving. Come up in your thinking, come up in your daily lifestyle, And come up in your loving. We've already done a good bit of that already. When Pastor Nate said, let's love, let's pour out our love. I felt myself coming up in my loving. In particular, come up in your thinking is, I believe the Lord would encourage us to particularly think about, in our thinking, eternity. To get our mind on heaven. And get our mind around the events of the end times and the return of the Lord Jesus. Get our mind on heaven more. Take time during the day to daydream. Daydream. Imagine what heaven is like. Imagine what it's going to be like when the prayer room in heaven comes and joins the prayer room on earth when the new jerusalem comes out of heaven and joins with the city of jerusalem just just it's 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 sanctified imagination take time to to regularly to meditate on what heaven is like cuz you know what when things get really difficult this isn't all there is you're not it's just not always going to be like this and so, so we look at and say, you know, these momentary light afflictions are working in us an eternal weight of glory. Start to, the Lord wants to lead us in this year, and I believe in this decade, to be anchored in the eternal so that we can really impact and influence the temporal. He's calling us in our thinking to get our mind on heaven and that glorious day. When the Lord returns and the wrong things are made right and the nations that are raging against the Lord and against Israel and against the church, those nations will be judged and Satan will be thrown off the planet and thrown into the lake of fire. Let your mind take time to think on these things. This isn't all there is. Revelation 4, verse 1. John writes this. He's on the Isle of Patmos, exiled by himself. says, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. So clearly what he's saying it's, John, I want to show you what's going to happen in the future. I want to show you what heaven's going to be like. I'm going to show you what end-time events are going to be like. Now, it's interesting, after these things, we just kind of brush over that. You know the, thing, the things John was going through? He had been, they tried to kill John the Apostle by throwing him into a pot of boiling oil. As a disciple of Jesus, they were trying to kill him. They couldn't kill him. He's in this boiling oil. He doesn't die, so they pull him out. Now, he most likely had third-degree burns all over his body, had scars from being thrown in a pot of boiling oil. And when he wouldn't burn up, they, they took him out and they sent him to the Isle of Patmos and isolated him. He was by himself. And on that island, with scars all over his body, this voice came to him. It looked bleak, but suddenly heaven opened up. Now, I don't know what your bad day has been like in the past, but it's not boiling oil bad. It's not sweat great great drops of blood resisting sin bad. Like Jesus in, in, in talks about in Hebrews, in the scripture. We have a future and a hope. I want to uh, share uh, a little video from Jensen Franklin. Anybody know who Jensen Franklin is? Okay, he's really a, yeah, he's one of your faith. All right. Well, I want to share this. It's going to start at the 19-minute mark, Sloan, so I think I put that in the thing. Um, but I share this not as a theological treatise. I think when you see this, uh, it's, it's about what heaven is like. Just, it's, and I think you could, maybe some of you could theologically poke holes in it. So that's not, the point of it's not to do that as much as to stir our imagination and to encourage us with hope that this is not all there is. And so um, we're going to look at it um, and uh, it's going to help us with hope. I, before I show it, uh, Misty Edwards sings a song in the prayer room that's touched me over the years, and with, right now with Kyle uh, in his battle. It's really been touching to me. She sings, um, There is a love knocking at your door. There is a love your heart is longing for. There is reality... Beyond the break, there is a truth beyond the ache. God is love. So fall madly, fall desperately, fall completely into love. Fall deeply, trust completely in the God up above. There is a truth beyond the ache. God is love. And we'll be encountering that love in unveiled encounter forever when we leave this body, when we pass from time into eternity. So if you don't mind showing this, uh, maybe, yeah, if you pull the camera to the screen. It's our hope.
1: What, what's it going to be like? Eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. Revelation 21 and 4 said, There will be no more sorrow, sickness, death, crying, or pain. For God shall wipe every tear from their eyes. The former things have passed away, and behold, all things are new. I wrote down some things yesterday that will not be in heaven. There will be no funeral homes in heaven, because the upper taker is going to put the undertakers out of business. There will be no hospitals. There will be no divorce courts. There will be no bankruptcy courts. There will be no addiction centers. There will be no teen suicide. There will be no pornography. There will be no cancer. There will be no rape. There will be no missing children. There will be no drug problems. There will be no gangs, no shootings, no acts of terrorism. There will be no racial tension or division. There will be no prejudice. There will be no injustice. There will be no misunderstanding. There will be no harsh words. There will be no hurt feelings. There will be no gossip. There will be no worry. There will be no rust. There'll be no bad habits. There'll be no heart monitors. There'll be no locked doors. There'll be no sin. There'll be no depression. There'll be no child abuse. There'll be no wars. There'll be no emotional breakdowns. There'll be no murders. There'll be no trials, no trauma, no tribulation. There'll be no suffering, no separation, no starvation, no arguments, no accidents. No temple, no sun, no moon, no night. There'll be no cancer wards. There'll be no heart diseases. There'll be no diabetes. There'll be no mangled limbs. There'll be no, there'll be no twisted arms. There'll be no asthma wheezing for breath. There'll be no wheelchairs. There'll be no crutches. There'll be no intensive care units. There will be nothing but absolute
0: perfection. Yes keep going. I'll have a
1: new body. I'll have a new name. I'll have a new mansion. I'll have new Jerusalem. I'll have a new nature. I'll drink new wine. I can't do it down here, but I'm going to do it up there. I'll drink new wine. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. And Mom, you're going to drink it whether you want to or not or Jesus is going to embarrass you. He ain't going to serve you water. He's going to serve you new wine. I don't know what that is, but it's going to be good. <laughs> and I'll sing a new song. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. You
0: know, that's great. Right there. Glory. Thank you so much. Does that stir us? It stirs us. Get Getting heaven on your mind. Take time to to dwell on and study out. There are 150 chapters in Scripture about the end time events and the return of the Lord. Take time to get your mind around the hour of history we're in and take time to imagine and draw hope and strength on what it's going to be like in the future, that this is not all there is. Getting heaven on your mind is a daily meditation. The second one, come up here, is more of a daily lifestyle. It's come up in your living, come up in your lifestyle. I've already alluded to it. It's shifting the base of our operations where we are living life from the elevated perspective of walking in the spirit with Wisdom from above. That's James 3, 17 talks about wisdom from above. Romans 8, 5, and 6, we've already looked at it, walking in the spirit. It's where you see people in your life through the eyes of faith and forgiveness and patience. And you're kind with one another. You know, when you're married so many years, we learn, you know, let's be kind to each other. Let's give each other a break. (laughs) Same with the church family. Let's be kind to each other. Let's give each other a break. It's it's living with our mind, our, our, our mindset, and our view of other people through the eyes of love. Some application here is how do you do this? How do we have a daily lifestyle? I say it pretty simply. We've got to... Take time to sit before the Lord ourselves and buy oil from him. sit, Sit, take time either in your prayer closet at home. We have this prayer room available during the week. Take time before where your 2 Corinthians 3, it's in your notes there, where we directly behold the glory of the Lord. Through reading the word, through worship, through silence, to just being silent. How, how many of us have tried that? I'm preaching to me right now. Always got to have something going. She's laughing because she likes it silent, my wife. Different ways we, we buy oil, where we, we fill up. See, we need to have fuel of the Holy Spirit to live from that elevated perspective. I pictured a jetpack uh, like this. That's a, that's a jet pack. It looks like he's like right over the water, but actually that picture, he's 3,000 feet above that ocean. You need fuel to so you can live your life from that place. Again, where you're not just clueless and out of it, but where you're, you're, you're placing and you're walking in the spirit where there's life and peace. You're, you're able to to rise above the things that would try to pull us down. Okay, so, so that, if you, yeah, you can, you can take that down now, but it's coming up in our living, as our daily lifestyle. Um, a couple of verses I think are really good about this. They're in your notes. Colossians 3.17, these are out of the Passion Translation. Let every activity, I'm just gonna read these verses. Let every activity of your lives and every word that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of our Lord Jesus. We're talking about come up here. The anointed one. And bring your constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done for you. Colossians 3.23, same chapter. Put your heart and soul into every activity you do as though you are doing it for the Lord himself and not merely for others. It's what we're doing as if we were doing it for the Lord Himself. This is coming up in our living, in our, our lifestyle. And this is going to help prepare us for the days ahead. Finally, Rachel, you can come up, worship team. Come up in your loving, in our, in our thinking, get heaven on our mind, study. The end time events. Get prepared intellectually. Come up in our living. It's really possible that we don't have to be pulled down into this the junky junk of the day. And then come up in your loving. Increase our capacity. The Lord wants to help us to increase our capacity to ful- fulfill the first and great commandment. Matthew 22, 37 and 38. To come up in our loving means that we are, we are more, we have a greater capacity to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. We did that some today. We already did. We, we said, Lord, here I want to pour out my love to you. Jesus is inviting us. When he says, come up here, he's inviting us to go on this pursuit that Ephesians 3, 17 and 18 talks about, to to pursue how wide the love of God is, how long it is, how deep it is, how high the love of God is. And it kind of goes with the word Cynthia shared about this this ocean. We talk about an outpouring, but it's it's an ocean of God's love that I want to move more into. So I'm asking God to help me to pursue more. Y- y'all can start playing. I want us to transition here and to respond to this, this invitation. So you've been listening but, and receiving, but right now it's, it's a word for us. The Lord confirmed it in many ways. He's calling you and me to come up higher, to come up, to live up here, to love up here, to dream up here. I had a pastor when I was a youth pastor at a church, a large church, and he, he required that we take vacations. That you must take time away because if you don't rest, you cease to dream. You cease to be creative. And so, when it, it, the come up here is, is, Lord, let me come up to the place where I'm dreaming again. Even right now, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would release a grace on our sanctified imagination for you are the creator and so when we make contact with you you release creativity in us lord i pray for the release of dreams in the night i pray i pray for the increase of the internal audible voice some of you when you did that count 1 to 10 you might, you went wait a minute is it, that's what that is Yes, Lord, I ask that you help people help your people, river in the hills to recognize in the middle of the night or in the afternoon in traffic wherever that you can put thoughts in our mind because you said John 10:27 your sheep hear your voice. Maybe that was that popping in the ears in the spiritual sense I come against a spirit of deafness to the Spirit, to the things of God. Right now Jesus, you, you demonstrated by, by healing the mute and the deaf. So I ask right now if, if it helps you right now just put your if you if you have a fear a, 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 or a trepidation about speaking and you want to be more bold, Pastor Nate shared about the gospel last week, just put your hand on your mouth right let's do that right now. The Holy, just, the Holy Spirit's just taking me in a different. Lord, loose my tongue. Loose my tongue to speak life. Loose my tongue to speak faith. Lord, you spoke to a fig tree and it responded. Lord, may we speak to cancer and have it go. May we speak. Words of life. Now if it helps you put your put maybe put your finger over your ears. Lord, heal hearing deficiencies in the natural. Popping go. Release the hearing ear. And we would know what to do and when to do it. We'd have divine wisdom. There's such a need right now for wisdom. Nicole, we're honored to have you here. She's been in the U.S. government. She's been fighting on the front lines. And I just want to say right here, we're we're continuing to fight for the ending of abortion, sending of revival, for good government, for an outpouring on our nation. Lord, I just lift up Nicole to you right now. I thank you that for her, you've gifted her in speech and you've gifted her hearing. And I declare, unstop any, any, Hearing impediments in the spirit, even now, release dreams, re- release prophetic in Jesus name. If you'd stand up, if everyone would stand up, if you would. The way I saw this, and we're almost out of time, but but we'll what we do is we then, Dismiss in a minute or two, and then we have overtime if you want. But I want, I saw this in my spirit for today as a response. I want to open this altar and say that this phrase to come up here, I want you to, if you feel led to, you come up here to stand at this altar for a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. Just right, right now you're, you're free to start just come stand up here as a way of saying I, I am aware of where I am and, and I need more than what I already have I'm thankful for what I have but I'm in need of more I'm thirsting for more we sang there's a hunger and in John 7 37 through 39, Jesus gave three conditions for being filled fresh again with the Holy Spirit. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit fresh, I'm talking about belief. In John 7, Jesus said, These are believers. He said, Receive, come to me, and drink. And this he spoke of the Holy Spirit to those who already believed. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus and you don't know that if you died today, you would go to heaven that Jensen Franklin just described, come up as well. This is your day to say, I'm going to receive salvation. The Holy Spirit's gonna, I'm gonna invite Jesus inside of me. But for the majority here, and, do, and just do that today as well. This is come up here by coming and saying, I'm thirsty and I want to take a drink. I want to drink fresh of the Spirit of God. Jesus gave three conditions. He said, be thirsty. That means you're aware that you need to drink. Having been in the desert, growing up in Albuquerque, in the desert of New Mexico, when I would go off hiking And I'd become so thirsty, cotton mouth, dry mouth. And when I got back, all I wanted was to take a drink. Let's ask the Lord to make us, to give us the gift of thirst right now. Lord, it takes you to love you. So help me right now by making me thirsty. Right now, you know, anyone on, online, you're, you're participating. You're not, you come up here. If it helps you to move from your, your chair or your couch, uh, just go to another place and come up here and just actively get before the Lord. Ask Him to give you the gift of thirst. Then, second, said, if anyone's thirsty, let him come to me. You're coming right now, you're standing here, you're kneeling here. Before Jesus, you're not kneeling before Rachel or myself. We can't give you anything. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. And then he says, drink. Third condition. Thirsty, come to me, Jesus said. And then third, we must drink. It's so simple, we may overlook this. But drinking is receiving something within you. You're receiving something within you by a decision of your will and by a physical response. I can't, I can't drink this without a physical response. I have to open my mouth and I have to tip it and I have to swallow. It's a physical response. So right now you're making a physical response in a sense by just open your mouth right now and, and pray in the Spirit or thank him or just say I want more of you or I love you or just open your arms up it's physical response it's saying here I am I want to drink and now I'd like uh, just us to stay here in this posture I'd like all the music to, to stop and the pad to be turned off and we're going to drink. Don't get nervous. The Holy Spirit wants to fill you. We talked about and thank God for an outpouring. Right now, we're drinking for an infilling. Thank you, Lord. Peace. Come, Holy Spirit. Some of you, it's like it's like two things: uh, burdens are falling off your shoulders, cares are falling off, scales are coming off your eyes. You're gonna see things. You're seeing, you're you're looking at something, and right now the Lord's giving a, a a different paradigm, a whole different paradigm right now of how you're gonna see. You're seeing that. Thank you, Lord. Wisdom. Gifts of faith are coming. Fill me, Lord, with the Holy Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine, Ephesians says, where is in excess, but be being filled daily with the Holy Spirit. Lord, you, through, I believe, Derek Prince or Charles Spurgeon, you, you spoke to your servants and said, uh, expecting the, the army of God, the church, to walk without being filled with the Spirit is like calling an army to march that has no feet. We can't come up here and our thinking, our living, our loving without you filling us.
1: Mm. Jesus.
0: Go ahead, Rachel. Say that. Pray that. God, help, Lord.
1: I thank you that your name is our helper, Holy Spirit. Mm. Help us, God. Us to thirst, Lord, and help us to drink when you provide water. Deliver us from a spirit of poverty, God. Deliver us from self-hatred. I would say I'm not worthy to drink and then accuse you of not giving us water. Deliver us, God. Help us, God.
0: Well, I want to, don't want to stop this, but I want to give you freedom to be released officially like our worship team now too. Well, i tell you what, let's not, I don't don't think any music except the pad's fine. It's good. Just stay before the Lord. Stay before the Lord and if you need or want to go, You've been in a place and around a people today who are hungry and thirsty for reality. May everyone who drank and is drinking, may we continue to drink. May the river flow throughout the day, throughout our week. Lord, would you turn it all around in my son's life, in our church family's life, in our biological family's life, in finances. You're the air I breathe. Want to breathe from the air hose of your spirit, not of man's opinion.